For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to The Kelly Green Show. B-A-T-L-E-S-E-O-S! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Bunch of underdogs. And you know what an underdog is? It's a hungry dog. Hungry dogs run faster. And that's this team. Here's your host, Football Kelly. All right, Birds fans, this is Connor from Eagles Unfiltered here, and we have a surprise for you. We have agreed to a sponsorship with Manscaped, and that comes with a promo code that you can benefit from. Enough letting your long cocks hide behind that Sumalu bush. Take care of your Dickerson and protect it from sweat by using promo code GOBIRDS for 20% off your order plus free shipping on Manscaped.com. That's 20% off your order plus free shipping on all Manscaped products by using promo code GOBIRDS. That's capitalized everything, G-O-B-I-R-D-S. No spaces at all, GOBIRDS. Slay your lady with a clean balls act and enjoy Manscaped's miles of products through Eagles Unfiltered Sponsorship. A deal so good, it hurts. Again, head to manscaped.com and say GOBIRDS for 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. Just like last week, I won't be talking or focusing on the previous game, but more so focusing on the next opponent. This week, the Eagles travel to Texas to take on the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. This podcast series I've been doing this year is Know Your Enemy. In order to take on the person or the opponent of the next week, We have to be well-informed about who they will be matched up against. For this week, I am talking to the SB Nation host for Girls Talking Boys and co-host of the Cowboys' very own TV show, Star at Night. I have Kelsey Charles with me today. Thank you so much for joining me, Kelsey. What is up? Thanks for having me. I have to start out this episode with you because... We do have this pretty intense rivalry with the Eagles and the the Cowboys. I definitely appreciate you crossing enemy territory to (laughs) give us a little sense of what's been going on in Texas with the Cowboys and get a a feel for what this matchup on primetime will be like on Monday night. Yes. I, I also do have to thank you, Kelsey, because our organizations did work together this offseason to prevent the, the Giants from drafting Devontae Smith. So thank you very much for Devontae Smith. We truly, truly appreciate yep. his talents on our roster this year. Can I just go ahead and say really quickly, like, I was shocked by that. And at first, I was a little bitter because, you know, as you guys have Dallas week, like we in Dallas like to hate on Philly, but I think we can all agree that like, do we, I, do we all hate the giants the most right now? Because 
That was hilarious. Oh man, when that happened, I was actually at the, the Lincoln Financial Field. And so I, it was like a collective shock. Um, <laughs> I just saw the fan base all around the stadium just go, <gasps> because yeah. it was the Cowboys were on the clock. And then yep. all of a sudden the Eagles pop up and it's like, we just traded with the Cowboys. What are we doing? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so then it came out in, in time you know, passing that the Giants wanted Devontae Smith and we were uh, pretty well aware of their desire to draft him and kind of stole that thunder from them and uh, created a lot of tension for Giants fans. I saw a couple punch a wall and that was really fun. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I miss that entirely. Oh, oh, I'll send you some clips. It's a great time. It's a great time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was quite surprised and Stephen Jones afterwards said he was like, listen, like we got on the phone with them and they told us they wanted an offensive player. As you guys probably know, uh, our defense is uh, the bar is on the floor and it was last year for sure. So we knew we needed defense. So basically they were like, we're going to pick an offensive player. And I personally at first was like, well, wait a minute. So we're going to go ahead and equip you with uh, a another. I mean, you guys got Jalen Rager last year and another talented wide receiver. And so you're going to go ahead and strengthen your wide receiver core and put that against our weakness, which has, you know, historically been our secondary, but you know what, like we'll get there in a minute, but I, at the end of the day, it was very funny to watch the giants go down and it was shocking. And it was nonetheless a story that I'll remember remember forever. Yeah, that one was definitely enjoyable. It will make for quite some time the divisional storyline around how Devontae Smith ended up on the the Eagles. I'm sure it will collectively be a story uh, (laughs) of the different divisional fan bases. Although the Chargers game on Sunday looked and sounded like it was a Cowboys home game in week two, your first home game is really this week against the Eagles on Monday night. Yes. Uh, what are you expecting from the Cowboys coming out in prime time this week? Okay, so I have to first tell you guys something before we dive into the matchup. So um, not a lot of people know this, and I previously used to work for the team full time, and I obviously live in Dallas and still cover them. My family is from Philadelphia. You guys, like, <gasps> I am, I am Westchester, like through and through. Like, I was in Philly this summer, like. It's potato chips, like tasty cakes, like spent my summers, like up near Williamsport going to Knoebels. Like I am, I'm actually, this is going to rock your world a little bit. I am Pennsylvania Dutch. So I feel like I am just totally trespassing on my people. And for that, I am so sorry. Well, this is the craziest (laughs) thing because I reached out to you. I was like, she seems like she's a well-informed fan, covers the team, really is on her game. (laughs) Out of the blue, I just messaged you and you said you would do it. So this is why you were brave enough. I know. I know. You understand Pennsylvania. Y'all are my people. Like my grandparents and my family, quite frankly, still disowns me come Sundays, but it's fine. Like we're kind of getting past it, but not quite yet. The the Super Bowl win for you guys really helped things out. So um so. <laughs> we're Anyways, a much happier, I, we're a much happier <laughs> fan base. Yes, yes. But I was there this summer and I was driving by the link and I was like, why is Carson Wentz still up on the freaking link? Like it was like June when I was there. I was like, guys, <laughs> literally he's not even here anymore. Like, what are we doing? And then I think I saw like a week later, they put up, they took him down. But, um, so anyways, 
Long story. You, you short. echoed the the entire fan base's thought process on that too. So yes, we're very like much her. on the same wavelength here. So Eagles fans, you can trust her knowledge and her insight on the Cowboys, even though they are the enemy. It's good yes. to know your enemy. Thanks for listening to the Kelly Green Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. Yes, well, uh, you know, going into Sun- or Monday, excuse me, Monday Night Football, it's 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 going to be a big one. Like you said, it's the Cowboys season home opener, and you know, obviously, we like to do it big, so why not bring our greatest rivals into town? Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, I feel good about, and I know you can expect this because that's just kind of what we do, and when we when we love our team so much, I do think the Cowboys are going to come out pretty strong and give the Eagles a good game. I do have them, um, you know, as my personal favorite, I think the line is like what, like minus four, minus five, something of that nature. I think really what it comes down to though, is that we're on a bit of an upswing and we might, we both might be one and one, but I think our wins feel a little bit different than um, and our loss feels a little bit different than yours. Like us, it was a little, it was encouraging and okay, if you will, to lose to Tampa Bay. I mean, it's freaking Tampa Bay and they had such a good game and it was so close. And you're like, we were, we were right there. Right. And like special teams just takes out from underneath us. And, and then you have this killer game against the chargers where, you know, minus that one interception by Dak, like it was pretty solid all around. And so I feel like the Cowboys are coming in just on a bit of a high and they're riding that momentum wave, if you will. Whereas on, on your end, you know, you guys have lost some players and granted we have two, but it felt like there was some disappointment in last week's game and you felt like there was opportunities that they just could have capitalized on. They didn't. And so it feels like the momentum is kind of favoring, favoring the, the boys in blue a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps that you are, you know, at home for this particular matchup. I always feel like our divisional games are so closely matched and it really comes down to the trenches. So as you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, you've sustained a couple of injuries that I wanted to touch base on. Uh, You've got uh, Demarcus Lawrence as a huge loss uh, this past week. He didn't play in week two. What did you see from the guys uh, outside of him uh, stepping up to to take over in that Chargers game. Well, I mean, listen, again, as I mentioned, this defense has struggled historically. We've had so many issues, you know, all the way through. And we, we were literally bringing in like Dontari Poe last year, and then we cut him like midseason because we're like, oh, right, he was good 12 years ago. So it's it's been a struggle for this defensive line and this defense defense in general to get something together. And it really felt like this season bringing in Dan Quinn and then obviously drafting heavy defensively this year, um, back in April, there there was, we were looking up, right. And just losing the guy who is the leader of your defense is really deflating. Demarcus Lawrence has been that guy. He will continue to be that guy. And so it was a really big, it was a really big blow. He had already previously broken that foot before. So this is not a new injury, if you will. So, um, you know, but I'm hoping he'll optimistically, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit 
sooner of a comeback for him. And on top of it too, Randy Gregory on the other side of the line, we lost him to the COVID reserve list too. So we were really down in terms of who was going to be pressuring the quarterback. And when you have a guy who, you know, coming off of rookie of the year and, and potentially MVP dark horse, Justin Herbert, you're thinking, what are we, how are we going to stop that? Enter Micah Parsons. This man is an animal. He, and, and again, I have to give kudos to both of them because, you know, first of all, Dan, Dan Quinn historically started his career as a defensive line coach. So I have to think that that helped him in recognizing the capabilities of Micah Parsons, but also Micah can pressure the quarterback from over the middle. And then also down, he's had his hand on the ground before he's actually played defensive end. So that was really the solution is putting Micah Parsons, um, you know, with his hand on the ground and, and really pressuring Herbert from the outside. It was, it was impressive to say the least I have to say. And he went against, who a lot of Cowboys fans wanted. And I think that, you know, he also was on the Cowboys draft board, but uh, in Rashawn Slater too. So to, to be able to have a game like he did and play like a, he wasn't a rookie and B brand new position for him, at least on the pro level. And just for a long time, it was, it was more than what the Cowboys could have asked for in terms of an answer for DeMarcus Lawrence, not being able to play. And my, um, Micah Parsons, also a Pennsylvania guy. So nice. a, lot, a lot of ties here. I love <laughs> it. Um, don't love that you guys got him. I think he I is an impact player. So I respectfully am going to hope that uh, Lane Johnson and the, the guys on the O-line can hopefully hold him off. Uh, as you had mentioned briefly, Randy Gregory is back uh, from the COVID list. He looked good against the Bucks. Uh, what are you expecting from him uh, on his return this week? Randy Gregory has been a kind of a wild card because he's been on and off, you know, suspended in the league, out of the league, trying to fight back. Um, you know, I know that you guys have probably heard about some of those issues and, but he's one of those guys who you look at him upside wise in terms of talent and it's, it's exciting, but he still is a bit of a wild card because we haven't ever gotten a full season out of him. He came in like what? week five last year after, after getting reinstated. And, and then we lost into the COVID list this year. So it's, it's the man has not played a full NFL season. And I feel like there's excitement about what he can bring when he's been able to be on the field. He's shown some impressive flashes. He's definitely going to get after Jalen, but I think there's still a lot of question marks. So I think that it could kind of go either way, depending on what kind of game he has. We also lost a veteran on our uh, D-line this past uh, week, uh, as you were talking about Demarcus Lawrence, how that's, you know, like the the veteran presence of that player for your defense is a big loss. BG not being in the trenches, he's been like a a true available game-changing type player for us for so many years. I know that the Cowboys are going to be without their starting right tackle on that side of the line. How do you feel about the battle in the trenches for this particular this particular week? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because I feel like a couple things I want to touch on. You mentioned that veteran presence. And if you take a step back and just look at these two teams, right? Like they're both in very transformative time periods. So we both are, are with brand new head coaches. I mean, can you even count last year for the Cowboys with, I, I, I just, the last year was such a wash. Like this feels like a true, like first year for McCarthy. You guys have Sirianni. Like, I mean, it's just, it's a whole new world. You've got new players in the building, new coaching staffs. And so I think that in times like these, 
this veteran presence matters more than people might give it credit to. You have to have that continuity in the locker room. You have to have that guiding light, that, you know, strong leadership presence. And when you lose a guy like a Brandon Graham, like you just said, and also like a Demarcus Lawrence, especially when they're anchors on your defense, it's, it's going to hurt. And I, I can't say enough about how much I think that despite the fact they've been able to plug in solutions that they're going to miss those guys for both teams, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, again, I I feel like the O-line for the Cowboys has historically been a strong point. Um, in recent years, it's been a little bit different with the retirement of Travis Frederick and you bring in, you know, new guys. I have to say, though, Terrence Steele, undrafted free agent coming out of Texas Tech, he's um, going to be playing in that tech position. Last year was rough for him. And I, I was frustrated with the coaching staff because quite frankly, I don't feel like they set him up for success. I mean, how could he be when you're putting him against some of the best of the best? And he literally has basically no experience, but he really took this off season. He worked a lot with a specialist, a boutique trainer, uh, Duke Mayweather, if you will. And he had a hell of a game last week. He literally held Joey Bosa, as you guys know, like three-time pro bowler, to zero quarterback pressures, and he didn't get any sacks of any of that. I mean, it was just like no tackles for loss. I was like, I'm sorry, who are you? So I say all that because I feel like it's going to be a better battle than maybe where we were anticipating, and these guys who have been forced to step up are really answering that call. And so it could be kind of feisty down there. Exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, leave football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest leave. B-L-E-A-V, football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick them as well as cool sportsbook concepts called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. We are also going to be without Brandon Brooks at the starting right guard position. So we will be looking at your defensive line as, you know, maybe we didn't think the pass rush was completely all there, but losing a guy like Brandon Brooks just increases the likelihood that there could be mistakes Uh, Of course, we have a second round pick who is stepping in for him and Landon Dickerson. So you hope to see him make the adjustments this week in practice and be able to contain the pressure that's on Jalen Hurts going into this particular matchup. I know that you were uh, talking a little bit about how fans were not so thrilled with Mike McCarthy last season. How are they feeling about his play calling and decision making this season? Well, I think that, um, you know, a lot, like you said, was said about McCarthy last year. And I think it's just a totally different vibe than what Cowboys fans have experienced previously. I mean, listen, you you know, people love to hate the Cowboys and it's because they are more than just a football team. They're an entertainment franchise, if you will. And whether that's right or wrong and what you believe in, it's true. And so, um, and, and quite frankly, uh, 
if you look at the football field, that hasn't really been working out so well for them in the past, I don't know, 20 years. So that being said, with Jason Garrett out the door, they opted to bring in someone who was just Mr. Football. And McCarthy is just that. Like he is the, I am coming here to run this football team. You have to let me do that. I mean, the man, literally, we had like a scrimmage and he wouldn't even let the players wear their numbers because he was that protective of letting anyone external see what he was potentially going to put on the field. So it's just a whole new world. Um, but I have to say, like a lot of the emphasis has been on the coordinators and I and I give McCarthy credit for letting them do their jobs. Dan Quinn came in here and he has created a culture defensively. It was so desperately needed. I, I think you guys have heard me say already how terrible his defense was. And so he had quite the task on his hands and he has done just that. It really seems like he's a player's coach. And, and I don't want to get so ahead of myself and drink the Kool-Aid because it's what game, you know, three and it's in the man's tenure with us, but still like what we've seen from him thus far is really encouraging how he's not afraid to use guys differently to be able to even just do what he did with Micah was impressive. He's brought in some guys that he's familiar with um, from previous tenures elsewhere. So I think you're seeing a lot of emphasis on, on what he's been able to do defensively, but also Kellen Moore has really been the talk of the town lately. And I think that he's really been coaching an incredibly impressive couple of games. You saw in week one with Tampa taking away uh, the run. I mean, obviously, when you have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, you're going to try and target him a little bit, right? So the Cowboys said, okay, um, we're going to go ahead and throw to our you know three potential 1,000-yard receivers. Like, why not? And they did just that. Well, then you go to L.A., and L.A. tries to see what they did last week and eliminate the pass. And then he runs it and your, you know, number two back has a better game than your starter. So it really feels like there's a balanced offense, just a balanced team, if you will. And, and I have to give McCarthy credit for that because ultimately everything does come through him. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been encouraging. Like you were saying in week one, there was just so much passing going on. Tom and Doc were just going like a total shootout. It was insane. And then last week you saw the run game really take off. So it's, it is something where you're thinking as an Eagles fan, like what offense are we going to see in week three? Are we going to see Zeke Elliott or are we going to be able to shut down, you know, that, you know, dual threat in him and Pollard, you know, and then on top of that, the target leaders in the NFL through week two are CD lamb at two and Amari Mm -hmm. Cooper at three, and that's behind Darren Waller uh, in Las Vegas. So CeeDee Lamb has 24 targets. Amari Cooper has 22 targets. I think we saw Amari Cooper go down with an injury at the very end of week two. What are you hearing about his injury? Yeah, so I think that um, there, again, as I mentioned, McCarthy is kind of this tight-lipped football guy, right? So he's not saying a ton, but what we did hear is that it was a rib injury and it kind of sounded like it was something that he had had previously. So, um, you know, word on the street is he's, I don't think they're too concerned about it and it's more of a bit of a bruise than it is anything else, but it's definitely either way concerning when your number one wide receiver isn't 100%, especially when you are so early in the season. So um, luckily, you know, I have a lot of faith in in this training staff. I think they, you know, are really great at what they do. I, I do think he'll still be playing. Um, again, if I had to guess, 
these practice reports you're going to see are going to be very, very vague and just say limited and blah, blah, blah. And then it'll kind of be something where if McCarthy can get any edge, he'll try and hold out to the last minute to tell you that he's going to play or not. But I, I, I can't imagine him not playing. So we'll, we'll err on the side of caution. Just assume that Amari Cooper will be out there. You guys yes. are without Gallup, who is your wide receiver three uh, after yes. an injury in week one. So, yeah, you guys are dealing with a lot of injuries uh, going into this particular matchup. Uh, anybody stepping up outside of, uh, you know, Gallup uh, to be that wide receiver three for your offense? Well, we have a couple of options, which is kind of nice. I mean, listen, like I mentioned, you do have a pretty strong depth chart when it comes to wide receiver, which is pretty nice. And the fact that you've got a guy like CD lamb that can literally be playing in the slot. You can put him elsewhere. Like he's very easily going to be your number one receiver here shortly. So you have some flexibility in putting him other places, but I would be looking at guys like Cedric Wilson. I mean, he's, He's a guy that could definitely do some things for you. He did come in. And I honestly, if you believe this, he was the first wide receiver to catch a touchdown last season. So I'm just, you know, the guy is never going to be your starter, but I definitely think with four years in the league, he's going to be the guy that's going to step up and you're going to see more play out of him. Um, I would expect them to run some more, you know, jumbo packages. You've got guys like Dalton Schultz who really showed up last year. They're going to be more of a receiving tight end anyway. Same thing with Jarwin. So I think you could see these this Cowboys offense running a bit, um, a bit bigger, if you will, package wise. So I think those will be two solutions that you could probably see. And, and honestly, too, again, let's talk about having guys like a Zeke and a Pollard at the same time. I think that's a possibility as well, where you might see some of those out routes from a guy like Pollard and, and just trying to use these offensive weapons a little differently. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's just uh, getting a grasp of all your offensive firepower. I feel like Dak has <laughs> the the spoil of riches at the offensive side of the ball. Um, not wrong. On, on the defensive side, just because I feel like that will be – where the Eagles need to get some stops and we need to create, you know, pressure on Dak and things of that nature. When the defense is out on the field trying to stop Dak, what are you seeing that was impactful from what the Chargers did last week to hold them to only 20 points? Yeah, I mean, listen, I really do think it's, it's a matter of, of taking away certain weapons. And we talked about how they did a pretty darn good job of doing just that. And I think that if the Eagles defense is going to be effective, they're going to have to force Dak and then subsequently Kellen Moore to be flexible in their game plans. So it's the combination of taking away guys like, like taking away an Amari Cooper or like taking away a CD lamb or creating mismatches and, and even honestly exploiting some of the, the guys that, while you have our right tackle who Terrence still had a nice game, but it's one game. And can you force him to build upon that? Or can you go ahead and exploit that and try to move some guys around and take advantage of a potential weakest link in what is normally a strong point for this Cowboys team. So I think all of those things are going to be important. And then just forcing Dak, I, I have a lot of confidence in him, but I mean, this is the oldest thing in the book, but like, forcing and breaking down the pocket and making him make plays and making him either have to extend plays 
or have to truly, truly execute what he was trying to do and do it quickly. Granted, he did get the ball, and I can't remember what it was. I mean, I think PFF said it was like 2.7 seconds or whatever. So he's done a pretty darn good job of, of you know, getting the ball out of his hands and not having to worry about such things. But at the same time, I think it's just really forcing this offense to play quickly. That's fair enough. Any key matchups you are going to be looking at specifically when it comes to what will be a determining factor in this game? Gosh. I mean, you guys are doing pretty good uh, with your run. I think that, again, I have confidence in our defense, but I do feel like when we are losing, we don't have the strongest defensive tackles anymore. We haven't for a while. Um, I also feel like when you lose your, your guys like Demarcus Lawrence, and then we haven't had the most consistent linebacker play. How's that for putting it nicely? Um, you know, I think you guys could really do something with this with this run defense and exploit that. Uh, I do feel like Micah Parsons is going to try and step up and help be an answer, but one man can only do so much. And so I think that's going to be a key thing for you guys to look out for. Um, again, honestly. I'm interested to see what Jalen Hurts can do. I'm, I, I joke a lot because it's one of my favorite things to do is just razz on Eagles fans. But the fact that he was getting called a running back is almost insulting when you've seen some of the flashes of play that he's had. But I see such an upside with him. And honestly, he kind of reminds me of Dak. And I feel like if he starts to really string together some plays and some games, he's going to be a problem. So I really view him as, as, as a key to your game. And then also, too, I would say for your coaching staff, um, you know, Sirianni, he's newer to calling plays. And so I think that's another key matchup, just literally coaching staff against coaching staff. You've got Sirianni calling plays, and then you've got a veteran defensive coordinator who's served a significant time as a head coach. And, oh, yeah, like he's won some pretty big games, too. So I think that those are going to be – um, a few things to look out for. And, and uh, again, honestly, truly, this sounds so lame and I am so sorry, but Eagles against Cowboys at home in AT&T Stadium, you've got to factor in the fans. We're literally not even in our home stadium in SoFi and we forced the home team to go into a silent count. I mean, that matters. That matters, you guys. matters. So I, I just think those are a couple of key things. I know those are going to be a little, you know, not a little more under the radar things, a few of those at least of in terms of keys to the game and things to look out for. But those are some interesting points to me. Kelsey, you have been amazing. You have been an insightful fan of the Cowboys. You're the most sensible Cowboys fan I've ever spoken to. So <laughs> give your props giving you props for that. I really appreciate yeah. your time for this podcast and getting the Eagles fans some context to what the team is going into this current week please tell listeners where they can go to follow you on social media okay so i'm going to tell you guys this because um i'm not on my podcast and it's an eagles podcast so um don't tell anyone but i really love your throwback logos like really they're great they're phenomenal so kudos to you guys on that um love it yep it's true i'm sorry but um, and and the last thing is I have to tell you guys too. So while I make you feel good, I'm going to make you feel bad. Literally, I we have a saying on our show. We close it out. We literally say 
Dallas forever, Philly forever. So I feel like I just had to like level the playing field in terms of your admiration for me. <laughs> Listen, the, the rivalry is strong with the two of these teams. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like I don't say Dallas sucks every, you know. I was gonna say uh, that's good. I would, I would fault you if you did it. Uh, but you guys can find me on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And yeah, I do make it up to Philly. I've got love for Philly, so just not on game day. I totally respect that. And I am with you completely. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. Listeners, please go follow Kelsey and get to know what she's talking about. Because let's face it, the Cowboys and Eagles rivalry is always fun to chat about on social media. Thanks again for coming on the show. And listeners, please subscribe to the Eagles Unfiltered podcast for future episodes of the Kelly Green Show. And fly, Eagles, fly. What's going on, everybody? It's Connor Miles from Eagles Unfiltered here, and we're excited to announce our new sponsor with PlayActionPools.com. This season, we'll be bringing you every interactive fun from the sport we love the most. You'll be able to get in the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge each week, open to everyone. That's everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for the contest, Blev Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select 10 of the highest profile games of each week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electronic sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com, sign up for the contest, Blev, that's Blev, B-L-E-A-V, football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They got Survivor, pick them, as well as sports book style concept play called Build Your Own Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your new home for your all-office sports pools. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.